three of our 100th episode spectacular, 2007's Halloween, the remake. I'm sure that there's a few people looking forward to discussing this, Jared. <laughs> Can't wait. You know, <laughs> super excited. So we're going to skip all the crap and we're going to dive straight into it. Here's Are you just trailer. openly admitting our podcast is crap? No. no. You finally accepted it? <laughs> Someone had to. <laughs> the fact that we're 100 episodes deep and I have only just admitted it now <laughs> says a lot. All right. Here's the trailer for 2007's Halloween. Death has come to your little town. A story you thought you knew will reveal secrets you can't imagine. You haven't said a word for 15 years. And unleash a twist. Is he gone? You'll never forget. Mike, I failed you. On August 31st, experience a legendary tale as it's never been told. Halloween, rated R. In theaters everywhere, August 31st. Halloween, written, produced, and directed by Rob Zombie who did 31 and Lords of Salem, and also produced by Andy Gould and Malik Akkad. And I believe he's the son of Mustafa Akkad. Yeah. Uh, and they produced all the other Halloween films. It stars Malcolm McDowell as Sam Loomis, Scout Taylor Compton as Laurie Strode, Danielle Harris as Annie Brackett, Brad Dariff as Sheriff Lee Brackett, and Sherry Moon Zombie as Deborah Myers. The budget was $15 million and the box office was $80 million worldwide. A small piece of trivia, Emma Stone auditioned for the role of Laurie Strode. Huh. Bullet dodged. I'm going to kick this one off. I was going to say it's your turn to go first, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I could sum this movie up in one word. Repugnant. Wow. It is just so hard to watch because of the dialogue... The characterizations are so nasty. Everyone seems to be just a horrible, horrible human being. And the dialogue is so bad that even though I think the second half, the, the Carpenter remake half, mm. is actually not bad. He does some really good things and there's some visual bits, but he's blown it mm. by then. You're an hour deep. And you, and you hate everybody in the long. film. Yeah. It's two hours long, I think, because yeah. I watched the director's cut. 2012. Yeah, it's long. It's, it's, it's the reverse. Yeah, it's, sometimes you'll get a movie where you'll get an hour of really good stuff and they'll blow that goodwill with half hour's shit at the end. But this is the opposite. <laughs> you spent an hour making everyone's life difficult and then you give us something that you think to yourself, this, there could have been some decent things here. Yeah. But it's botched. By the time we get around to it, we're thinking, because oh, we this just, asshole. We, <laughs> we, go, we want to get away from these people. And it's a, it's, this one has a similar problem to Elm Street in that it's coming off the back of a, a real classic. The original is an absolute classic. And it just cannot hold a candle to it in any way. Gibbo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm slightly upset. <laughs> Let me compose. Do you want to cuddle? I, I need something. I'll get you Elvis the Rat, mate. We'll sort things out. <laughs> so I, I'm clearly going to be the, the odd one out here. And I think Jared really laid it because I hadn't seen this one before. I'd seen the other two. But Jared basically made out like this was going to be like having my testicles ripped out through my ear. Like, <laughs> the worst movie of all time, that sort of shit. And I went into it with very low expectations. 
and I actually liked it. Damn you! I don't have the, I don't have the same connection that you guys have to yeah. the original and shit, which obviously helps me. But I didn't hate it. I mean, it's way too long. It's definitely way too long. But there's some really unsettling stuff, like his his dad when he's little, and like that guy, like, he needed a fucking shovel to the face. Yeah. But um, the actual movie though, I actually I like a lot of the stuff they do with it. I like a lot of the character design stuff with with Michael and. The backstory stuff—it's a bit of a hard sell. Some like whether it's like a split personality thing or what's going on with the kid. But other than that, idea—the well, yeah, movie actually like it's probably out of the three of them, I'd like it the most out of the ones that take it seriously. I think the Friday the Thirteenth one's a bit, bit, a bit, a lot more tongue, tongue in cheek sort of stuff, a bit more lighthearted. And this one's trying to be a bit more serious, and it's probably the one I like the most out of the three. Interesting, Jared. Spanner in the works. Yeah. Oof, yeah. Okay, so. I always remember something you said when we first started this podcast. Mm. It was one of the first lines you said. And I think it was something <clears> along <throat> along the lines of, you know, like, although we might get stuck into some of these movies, we don't really hate any of them. Mm. I hate this movie. I hate it. Wow. I really you like pieces. I love pieces. <laughs> funnily enough. No, I just think this movie encompasses everything I hate about Rob Zombie's filmmaking. I think you're right in that. His problem is he just won't direct something that somebody else has written. Because mm. I think visually there's some real great touches, and I think, I mean, I've got to put it out there that I'm not a fan of his. I've seen, I've seen, I, I, I saw all of his movies up until Halloween too. I've seen parts of Lords of Salem, and I just, I wish the bloke would direct something that somebody else wrote because he cannot write. Mm. And I think. Anything that I I like comes from his visual sense, mm. and his eye, and what he can do with it. I really liked Michael. the The look of it, the mask was one of the better ones of the of the series. Tyler Mayne is an imposing figure, and he's a big, powerful Michael, which is always helpful. But the characters are just disgraceful. Once you get to the teenage girls, that he tries to make them different to an extent but the characters are just as you said repugnant they is are. the right, right word for it they are. Just, i can't i i got nobody that i couldn't i could there's only one character who's semi-normal and that's brad deriff and yeah he, and he and never he, looks normal the funny yeah, thing is that, the funny thing is that the one cat like you said the one character that's semi-normal you cast a bloke who is known for being a bit odd and seedy and playing you know killers in other movies and things like that like I just, yeah, I, I really, I hate this movie. And I think part of it is because out of the originals, I love all of the the old series, but I think the original Halloween, for whatever reason, was probably my favourite. Halloween was probably never my favourite series, but I think the original Halloween was probably my favourite of the movies. Mm. Uh, so well, I it's just, a very different standalone it. compared to its sequels, though. Like it's yeah. like sort of the masterpiece at the start, and then they it just is. sort of tried to cash yeah. in off and it the, behind. Yeah, and the sequels screw things up as well. I think part of it was I got excited when initially when it all happened. I was pretty excited. I'd seen House of a Thousand Corpses, didn't like it. But when Rob Zombie was in there, I, exactly what I said now, I, I got excited because of his visuals and that sort of thing. I thought maybe someone could direct him, not direct him, but kind of put him on the right path and possibly someone else would write the Halloween, but they handed it all to him and that yeah. was the biggest mistake they made was giving him the writing. And, and this is the stuff. saddest part for me because... I've got likes here. Yeah, I've got likes. I've got likes. likes. There were things that I liked about it. Mm. But you come back to the key elements, mate. You've got to have characters we care about. 
You've got to have dialogue that feels natural. You've got to have humans in the film. <laughs> Actual human people. Yeah. And this movie hasn't got that. Mm. And even um, even Loomis, who's... I have I got mean, one massive, like, the first time we see him, magic. <laughs> Absolute magic. Well, they, they, got, they got the he period, right? like he should be the lead singer of Deep Purple. Well, he's like he's like from the movie his, hair, his hair from behind, you'd swear it was Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. He's got that kind of perfectly... He's got those massive sunnies on him. He's like, oh, my God, he's awesome. If you didn't think that guy was a psychiatrist, you're crazy. Yeah. He looks yeah. exactly like a doctor. That was one of my first likes, was yeah. Malcolm McDowell. I've got sure. likes in this film. Mm. And visually, especially in the second half, I thought he had some really, really good sequences where Michael was in the background. Mm. We also had a couple of really clever shots. And so getting in the, to the likes to start with, apart from fucking Jimmy Page, <laughs> Jimmy Page rocking up as a psychiatrist, <laughs> there's, a, there, there's just some, some really impressive visual shots all peppered throughout the movie, so I'm not... I mean, I'll, I'll probably slip through them now, even though it's kind of skipping ahead. But there's one in particular where Michael has just killed his family and they show a shot from outside the front of the house and it's the cops and the ambos and everything and then it freezes and the camera moves over. Oh, it's like, yeah, like bullet time. And, yeah, and it comes around. over to the police car and Michael's sitting there and he just turns and looks at the camera. Mm. Yeah, was that, that like was fourth great. wall sort of stuff? Yeah, or? it was kind of... It was really... Cool, and the kid looked kind of creepy. He's a creepy-looking yeah. kid. The casting um, there is good. There's an excellent one where Laurie's walking the streets, coming back from school, yeah. and it's got that classic music, duh, duh, you know, which yeah, is just walking yeah, yeah. And it, it's following her, and then a tree appears in between, and then it cut it's him. from the other side. It's him walking down the exact same path. Mm. So you know right. he's right behind her. He's right there. Yeah. Yep. Just I I loved that. I thought that was really really impressive. Mm. And yeah. I thought this is what the movie could use. Yeah. And I like I can look <clears> at all of zombies movies and pick points like that. Like I remember House of a Thousand Corpses being just blown away by that scene where he's got the sheriff that gets shot out the front of the house and he does it just really really well he's got like a soundtrack to it then pulls away music cuts out and there's a shot from like a crane basically looking down so you can't barely see these people and then everything cuts out except a gunshot and Mm. like he does this stuff regularly but yeah it just amounts to naught because it's his script (laughs) i mean there's another great shot where he uh, after linda and bob have sex in the in the um not not the Myers house over at or is it the Myers house? Yeah, they they yeah. go where well, they got the sleeping And she days. comes up from she comes up and it's a close shot on her and the doorway's just in the background. You can just see him standing just there. Standing and he just there. sort of turns away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Bob goes to get some beer and as he walks out across the, yeah, the hallway, he, you can just see the doorway as he crosses that doorway. You can just see the mask. Yeah, just really briefly silhouetted. Yeah. Yep. And there's a couple of set pieces that I thought were good. The, the death of her and her and Bob, I thought was reasonably well handled. But it's just Jared spot on. You just you got naught because <laughs> by the time we got there, I couldn't give a shit. Like I didn't care about these people, and you don't know them. No, you don't know Bob. You don't know Linda. You don't even know Laurie. Yeah, if you're honest. Yeah, Tyler Maine. 
was good. Excellent casting. Like the fact that you've cast like a, I believe he used to be a wrestler. Yeah. yeah. So he's a big, imposing man. It's perfect because there's shots like, like in the original, it, it, it he was never, it was the boogeyman thing. Yeah. It wasn't that he was so huge and physically imposing. Yeah. This one, he's imposing. And when he's busting through walls and stuff, you get a bit of a jolt. There's, yeah. I remember one when he's busting through the wall and he's punching it. And you're like, every time he's doing it, you're kind of jumping a little bit like, yeah. shit, you know, mm. he's coming with some pepper. But <clears throat> I think that was one of the biggest likes for me. And as you said, the, the design. The mask design is the best since the original. The it mask design is excellent. Very, and I yeah. also didn't mind the whole thing about how he buried it. Yeah. So it looked a bit weathered and yeah. cracked and... That that kind of looked cool. I mean, I I hate the the second Halloween, but even in in Zombies second Halloween, he did some really really cool things. Like I thought the Michael with the hooded jacket yeah. and the mask that was half kind of broken off, that was one of the best kind of angles we'd gone mm. with it for a while. So I think again, that's probably one of his strengths. He knows what looks good and what kind of works for this sort of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, having a look at things like Part 5 and Part 6 and then H2O where the mask was all right, but we got the CGI one and things like that. Oh, yeah. This one was was really good. They did a, a very, very good job getting it spot on, really, yeah. I thought, with the mask and the look of it. Um, I, I, no surprise him being a musician, but there's some good music in there. Yeah. Some older yeah, yeah. 70s and, and <clears throat> you know, mid-70s music, like they had some Kiss. There was Don't Fear the Reaper. There was um, that Love Hurts. Which was one of the things... more cowbell. A little bit more cowbell. Which was one of the things he got right, because that was one of the things that worked in the original, too, was the music. Yeah. I think he made a very wise choice by keeping Carpenter's yes, yes. pieces. Which he, which he then jettisoned in the sequel. Yeah. You've got to have that. He but he, that. The, the soundtrack was, yeah, he, he had those mixed in with some really excellent choices from the period. Though. Yeah. What else have I got here? <laughs> Can I just get to his family? Because I didn't like much about his family. Mm. But I love William Forsyth as an actor. Yeah. And there was one bit. And, um, he plays his dad or? Yeah, he plays his dad. I shouldn't laugh at it, but um, I hated all of these characters by this point. So I didn't really care that any of them was being sort of put down like this. But remember when his his mum's walking out to go to the job of the strip joint and she says something, you know, his dad's been an asshole and she says something, you know, fires back. And he just out of the blue just kind of goes, Bitch, if you don't think I'm making a mental list of all your fucking bullshit, <laughs> starts blowing up whilst doing nothing but sitting in that fucking reclining chair. Yeah. Everyone's waiting. What's the story? He's got a broken leg. Yeah, he's got a broken. He's got a broken leg. And he's got some. Yeah, he's got a broken arm as I well. I couldn't tell if he was like he had like a workplace accident. Yeah, or I didn't know was. what it was all about. He's clearly a winner though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that ticked a lot of boxes yeah, in the relationship yeah. stakes. That was the one point where I wasn't kind of like, oh god, I hate these people. Like I said, I didn't care for anyone so abusing each other was the only entertainment I got out of it and yeah. that was one of the funniest lines in the movie by um, far as I said you know I, I didn't I wasn't too fussed with some of the slasher elements like when he killed people I thought there was a I understand it wasn't scary like it wasn't scary in any any way shape or form no. like at no stage did you feel the tension that Michael was there and maybe he'd attack yeah but when he did attack I understand that he went for a brutality element yeah. rather than a suspense and tension yeah, yeah, element. Yeah. But sometimes that brutality worked for me. Yeah, it was in your face. Especially when he just came back <clears throat> and 
barreling into Laurie's house and butchered her family. Yeah, when she when he comes through and grabs the dad. Yeah, just nails dad, throws him, tosses him away, yeah. crashes in on mum. I don't feel like mum had quite panicked enough at the start. <laughs> like, she's kind of like, oh, who's this guy? Why did he go, what the fuck? What's yeah. a six foot ten lunatic doing in my house? Yeah. And I, that's the same thing I liked about the Bob and Linda one was he did take the same elements from the original, but he tweaked them just slightly. Mm. He killed Bob in the stairwell rather than in the kitchen. Yeah. In the same sort of manner, he kind of lifted him up and and then he killed her. He strangled her, but he did it by hand. Yeah. He didn't do it using the phone. And he yeah. came in with his classic, you know, ghost look on. Yeah. Plus, it's a little I bit do... of a nod to when he kills his sister's boyfriend and his sister in, in, when he's a little kid at the yeah. start of this one too. Like, it's a very similar situation. Yeah. And he wears the mask. I actually kind of like that. Yeah. That he had worn the actual Halloween mask then too. Yeah. I didn't like how it was brought in. <laughs> no, <Nah>, anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, what was that guy thinking? Like, ah, no, no, this will really turn her on. I'll give, you, I'll give you a bit of a scare. i got a surprise for you. Open your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was bullshit. God. Um, there was... You're getting laid. Just leave it at that. <laughs> you, already you have done the work. Don't blow it. <laughs> Jesus. Um, um, and there was another really good bit where Michael appeared when she walks in the door and finds Annie on the ground all cut and he's up, behind the door. and he's behind the door, but it does, the door just sort of slowly swings open, and for a second you don't actually see him. Yeah. And then he steps forward, and you just see the mask again. Yeah. Again, really, really good effective. visually and very effective. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to get through all the you got to wade through the muck, and there's mark, plenty yeah. of it. Yeah. See, I feel I feel like I was noticing all those bits and really picking them up probably more than you guys. Yeah. Were. Yeah. Well, maybe again, you're talking about some. We've got big problems with it because of our love of slasher films. Mm. I think yeah. really does add that layer of hatred mm. because you're thinking this is bullshit. You know, we in this day and age, surely you can give us something mildly sort of entertaining. I think our problem with it, Zombie probably summed it up himself. I remember reading Fangoria or something like that prior to the release, and he made a point of saying. This is this is my Halloween. You know, I, I want purpose purposefully I want this to be standalone and that you're not gonna compare it with the sequel. Uh, not the sequel, sorry, the, the original. But the problem is he makes it impossible not to compare yeah. it. Because there's so many similarities. Because he goes yeah. back to and uses scenes. He uses like the that. exact same template. But by yeah. the time he hits <clears> the <throat> remake <throat> parts, the only the only the part that's different is his backstory, which is weak. Yeah. So then you get to the other part and you're comparing because, oh, yeah, that's the same character name. That's the same yeah. situation. So that's kind of why if you've got that, if you've got the history with it and you were already kind of... Yeah, you're very, very closely linked to the original. Yeah. And I, once I, you see him doing a truncated version, yeah, it's hard to call. I find it difficult to, to think anyone that really loved the original movie could go for it. Yeah. I know he's, like I said, he's got his... He's got his Fan base. There's people that love everything that he does. Yeah. And I think... And look, I've seen him interviewed several times, and I find He loves the series. He loves the series. I find him quite sort of good to hear. He's He's well-versed. He's in horror. He's smart. Um, So everything spoke of good choice. Yeah. Good choice for it. Devil's Rejects, I liked that movie. That was the one where I felt he got what he wanted right. But yeah, I just... He made it impossible not to compare it. I, I also love... The comment from uh, Bob after he's had sex. 
with her and he pops out the old so seven and a half maybe <laughs> and she just gives him the big donut <laughs> the big donut go yeah. get me a beer yeah and yeah. he comes out and he, she's like Somebody, someone says zero and he goes yeah plus eleven and then she walks out the door <laughs> um, I'm gonna give a like to again it probably comes back to the fact that the guy is a genuine horror fan and and loves these these movies is that the casting of people like Udo Kier and Clint Howard and Udo Kier weird looking weird yeah. <laughs> it makes me feel uncomfortable when yeah. him, if him and Clint Howard are your bosses yeah. I, there's something wrong <laughs> I'm out I'm, uh, here's my resignation uh, no, he but, should not play anything except a vampire yeah. seriously <laughs> yeah but yeah he's the way that he he finds these people Sid Haig yeah. you know another one that he's used a few times uh, Ken Forey. Yep. Like, he knows his, his horror and his history, and, that, and he he makes these little cameo choices and things like that that, that really hit the mark. Yeah. And even, even when you don't... even Yeah, Danny Trey. Even Trio when you're Trio not necessarily over on who they are. Like, I know who Ken Forey is and that. But I'm not hugely familiar with Udo Kier, for example, yeah. but I understand he's got a He's got a, he's got a history. fan base. He's got a fan base. So... Zombie makes really good choices with with that sort of stuff, and I think that's one of the best things that he does. And he's obviously, like you said, when you hear him talk in interviews and stuff like that, people like him because <laughs> if you look at his movies, the same people come back. Hmm. The same people that make the cameos come back. William Forsythe's been in a bunch of them. He's been in Devil's Rejects and um, and uh, Halloween. Um, obviously, his wife keeps coming back, <laughs> which maybe we could do that. But the thing is, she doesn't even act, do much acting outside of his films. No, no she doesn't. I'm... She doesn't. Um, but, yeah, you know, the people that have been in them will come back and do roles for him again. So, obviously, there's something there that, you know, Look. he's got this respect and he's he's obviously gives these people the respect and yeah and my my feeling is and this i think we're gonna when we get to our discussion about you know rating them um, the three of them against each other it's it's a real tough one between someone who loves the genre but but made some bad choices in the script scripting phase which is what mm. this is this mm. is it's just bad choices and bad writing it's as simple as that. You want to get down to the absolute bottom line, yeah. it's badly written. But there's a love for the genre. And so yeah. I, I can sort of understand the guy was trying to make a, one of his favourite films. He was given a chance to do it. Yeah. And he took this chance and didn't pay off. Yeah. Other than the, on the, but on the flip side, you got Nightmare, which is just lazy. Yeah, yeah. So no one gives a shit. It's just pure laziness. Yeah. So it's going to be, to me, it's a, it's a, it's a real toss up on that. Yeah. You're 100% right, because I, I would never, ever question Rob Zombie for the effort that he yeah. put into trying to get it yes. right. Exactly. As opposed to what we were given in Nightmare. <coughs> so it's it's difficult to, to rate them. Yeah. Uh, is there any other likes that we had? I, I thought... You're lucky you got that out of me. <laughs> I thought... For, <laughs> for some, how these movies go, a lot of times the reactions... And I mentioned the mum when he busts into the house... Her reaction's not very consistent with what I think someone in that situation would be doing. But a lot of the other times, people are really fucking selling it. Like, yeah. Laurie in a lot of the scenes is really like, holy shit, I'm scared. The uh, Annie character's really... Like, they, as far as slasher films yeah. go, sometimes they're either really just laid back and like being chilled about when you clearly wouldn't be, or they're not panicking in the right way sort of thing. It feels like this is really authentic. The little kids, yeah, yeah, they yeah. fucking sell it. They're shitting themselves. I don't know if they actually scared those kids in the scenes or what, but when they're running like through the house and then they're running down the road and stuff like that to, towards Loomis or whatever, 
It just feels like a lot of the acting in the actual bits where you're supposed to be fucking screaming your ass yeah. out, people are doing it. They genuinely, you don't get that genuinely lot. like. Uh, there's a six foot ten <clears throat> man in dirty coveralls yeah. and a mask and he's, he's, with a big knife. He's not really knife. keen to stop. <laughs> I'm yeah. out of here. I did. You mentioned earlier on too the background scenes, because that was one of the things with the first one, right? Where you see, you just sort of see him in the background every now and again. Yeah. And there's a couple of ones with the doors, but even when she's st- sitting there talking to the girls and they're up in the top of the house and she looks out the window and he's across the road, yeah. And she looks back and he's there again. Like I would have been more upset then. Like someone's watching us, guys. Like yeah. something's going on. Um, and then he does that thing, and then they split up, and you st- yeah. the bit where you're talking about with the tree. Yeah. That stuff was all really well done, yeah. and that's obviously an homage to the original because yeah. that was the big thing. It's just he's always somewhere, and you don't know where he is. Yeah. That was all. That was all pretty cool, Jared. Mm, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into the dislikes. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> I got a laundry list. Go, guys. Never um, start a movie with a quote from a fictional character. Oh yes. Yeah, so yeah, I was going to say, as far as Dr. I know, Samuel Loomis. The last time I, I, I saw that was quick... Freddy's dead. I gave that zero. <laughs> <laughs> I had a quick look to say to check whether he'd picked that from another one of his movies. I think what he's done is he's made that quote up from. Loomis's so-called book from this. Right. I'm not 100%, but I I don't remember that being in any of the other movies. It's not a good so idea. Essentially, you are the quoting, man's fictional. You're he quoting yourself exist. wrong. This yeah. is Vanity Project yeah. material. Yeah. That's not so cool. has gone down this hole. <laughs> <laughs> and failed dismally. Yeah. Now, that was very strange. It's yeah. like, Samuel Loomis, that sounds familiar. And then yeah. when he's in the actual... You're like, that's not a thing. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't, can't do you that. Don't put a I thought I would have felt like... Nice touch if it was from one of the other movies. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's not. Even if it sure was just his... the blackest eyes, the devil's yeah. eyes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Something along those lines that we've heard before. Uh, you know, possibly try to avoid Donald's ramblings in part six or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but, throw uh, them in there. But, yeah, as far as I'm aware, that was Rob Zombie quoting Rob Zombie. Not good. Uh, not, not good. Not happy. Yeah, strange way to start. Yep. I would say that the dialogue is extremely poor. It's either swearing, sexual jokes, which are consistent and across Insults. a number of characters. There's a lot of hate speak, yeah. too, for In, different demographics. Yeah, exactly. And none of it feels natural. Yeah. I, I didn't feel any natural dialogue. No, as I know a, the, as da- a, the dad part at the start. He's clearly, clearly trying to get you to dislike him. Yeah. yeah. But no one is that repugnant. Yeah. Like, no one Well, this like is the that. thing. You know, I've heard Zombie kind of go with or, or is det- Defenders kind of go with the world's not all sort of rosy. You know, there are bad people in there. And I get that, but he goes too far to that direction. Like, yeah, yeah, we get that, but there are good people too. And there is just not in Rob Zombie's world. Even, even, Even Loomis, who avoids all that... You know the swearing and the and the repugnant kind of insults and things like that. He's a money grubbing motherfucker who's written a book to to, cash to seemingly in cash in off Michael. Like yeah. everybody has an angle that is just you're a grub. All yeah. of, yeah. We talked about this before we came on here. You could have sort of tempered that by having Michael and his mother being the the good side. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's a domestic violence situation, but the mother's trying to make this work. She, but she's just. But as, she's a scumbag. She's, she's just as nasty. She she yeah. returns fire to the husband with which you can kind of understand. But then she starts abusing the teenage girl yeah. about something, and I'm like, like you know what I mean? And the teenage girl's coming in and having a crack at Michael, and yeah. it's just like, who do we like here? The only one we like is Boo because she can't fucking talk. Yeah, yeah. That's literally the and only one, one we once like. Once you blow that up, like you should have had. 
Michael's mother as the sympathetic character yeah. that you could get behind. And they're obviously trying that because they they have well, her. If you're going to have her at all. She yeah. should have been Demi Moore from Striptease. Interesting. <laughs> no, no yeah. legit. That's a... Yeah, she's, yeah. A, she's a mum trying to do, make the best of a shit situation. I was you know? just going to say, I never would have expected that movie to be brought up as an example to follow. In any, <laughs> it's <laughs> not good. Other than the nudity. That's <laughs> correct, yes. The that's sentiment centimet. should have been there. Yeah. And I yeah. would have seen it more of a domestic violence situation. Mum's mm. been getting flogged by... Well, you kind of insinuate, yeah. like you think that. Yeah. And he's he's been sort of whatever his workplace injury he's is. Incapacitated. He's incapacitated. So you kind of think that probably that's what's happening when he's not incapacitated. But then you kind of lose all that in her screaming matches yeah. with people. and There's just her. a lot of yelling. In the and first <laughs> 20 minutes, there's a lot of yelling. And the other thing is she's not a great actress. No. And, and there's, in, hard, there's not a good performance in the, in the film. And unfortunately... Tyler um, Mayne. Other than Tyler Mayne. Uh, and you get the occasional flash from Malcolm McDowell um, saying that he's not sleeping. <laughs> he's not sleepwalking. He's actually awake on yeah. this couple of scenes. This kind of this kind of plays it's it's the same it's the same thing, but it's kind of its own dislike, is that the mother should never should have been such a big character. Hmm. If she wasn't Sherry Moon Zombie, she wouldn't have been as big a character. Yeah. And unfortunately, we get stuck with her longer just because of that. Yeah. And that's played out in all of his movies. She's been in every one of his movies. She is in the sequel when there is no reason to be, which was one of the funniest things about the sequel. But in this movie, she didn't need to be there. Yeah. Like, I, I look at it and I'm like, for the we spend 40 minutes with his family and she's given this role that sh- is just useless. I can't think of another way to describe it, but her role is useless. Yeah, because it doesn't really have any payoffs either. It no, doesn't really no, go anywhere. Going to visit him, it's not like he. Happens. It's not like he's avenging her or anything, because we get, we get the we we get to the same, we get to the point where he doesn't give a fuck about anybody. Do you know what though? Would have been a smarter move, anything, but. <laughs> here, look, I'm, we're doing. We're in the writers' room now. Yeah, right? we're good at this, right? He had a stable family home. He wasn't killing animals. But bullying. Maybe the bullying pushed him over the edge. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, what? what's... Because that's, that's a... But then why would he kill his sister? But she was bullying... Maybe she was bullying him as well. But I mean, like, at this point... Do you know what I mean? You could fucking, take that approach instead. It's fucking pick your poison. No, but, but the that, reason Michael became Michael yeah, is because, because he lived he, in Rob Zombie's yeah, universe. Yeah, where but he had, every, had everything working against yeah. him. Yeah, like he, he was being bullied at school. His, his family were a pack of assholes, and he was killing animals on the side. Yeah. Like, it's so generic and so cliche. You could have scrubbed Luna it all. says, no, no, hang on, it's a perfect storm. A to perfect, perfect psychopath. Ass. <laughs> it's a perfect psychopath. Sorry, it was Shaggy that said that. Or <laughs> Jimmy Page or whoever it was. <laughs> Jimmy, Page was just, Jimmy Page was just tossing lyrics out there and <laughs> waiting for some Keith Moon was in. <laughs> took out a psychology degree. Um, but the funny thing is that Zombie is such a fan of the series. I mean, he's in that documentary about Halloween before he directed yeah. Halloween. So I just can't fathom that he didn't understand that by doing this backstory, he straight away just destroyed everything that worked about the original that we didn't know. But also, I'll tell you the other thing, and yeah, obviously a lot of blame is laid at Zombie's feet, wrote, produced, directed. (laughs) Seagulled, as we call it. It is a vanity project because his wife's in it, so rather than him, it counts. It counts. But but, Immediate family. (laughs) But what I'm trying to work out is how producers involved didn't look at this and go, 
look, I understand your take, but we need to dial it back. Yeah. We need to take some... Put, we Look, if you wanted to have that approach, if everyone was on board that the approach was we need to uncover what Michael was like as a child, mm. let's dial it back a little. Yeah, we I need think to he just take got... Some, he just got. He got free blush. rain. He got. He got Kate Blanchett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like he he ticked all the boxes of things that you could just. I mean, if you psychos one oh one, if you, you, you like, got, this is how psychos grow up. Yeah, if you got a room of three people and said, "All right, we got twenty seconds to say um, if if there was a serial killer, what's in his backstory?" Go, redneck family, trailer park, killed yeah. animals, bullied. Yeah. Like yeah. he just ticked all of them, and it was just so perfect storm. I said it already, <laughs> and and I understand where he was trying to go with that. It's, that Michael was just this it's hurricane psychotic, it's hurricane cliche, hurricane cliche, rode into town, wrecked the joint. One of my biggest problems is I understand the boogeyman element. I love the boogeyman element of the first one, and that's just been removed because of his backstory. But adding to that is he's still speaking when he's in the sanitarium. So we see several sequences where he's talking to his mum. Now, don't get me wrong, I kind of got where they were going. I didn't like it. I didn't hate it. Mm -hmm. But where he was sort of saying, oh, can I go home? Yeah, and, you know, like the understanding, a young child doesn't understand that you are in the shit. You've killed your family. Yeah. Well, very much asked, like, very interestingly, interestingly is. enough, you, I would normally think that would be kind of stupid, but I remember watching that Making a Murderer, and they were talking to that Brendan Dassey, who yeah. had no idea, and that's what he was saying. Yeah. But he was well, innocent too, well, so. Will I, will, I, will, I, will I be home for WrestleMania? Yeah. Mate, you're going to jail. Yeah. You know? And so I kind of got where they were going. But every time he speaks in the sanitarium, it takes away from that piece in the original that says he has not spoken since he killed his family. He killed his family. He came outside. His parents said, Michael, in the original, he went to a, he went into an asylum and has not spoken in that time. Yeah. yeah. But yet we see several sequences of him speaking as a child. Yeah. Well, we spoke about the novelisation too, didn't we? Where the the novelisation of the original apparently goes into a couple of chapters in the sanitarium when he's like 12 or 13. Yeah. He would have been better off looking at things like that yeah. because the, the the angle that he went with, the whole, is the family all right? That just confused me Yeah, because... That's where I came up with the split personality thing. That's yeah, how you think but of, like, he's just got... It never went that way. Well, he's just got no... major, and then uh, gradually the, the darker, like, the yeah. shit personality took yeah. over. Yeah, see, this is where... This was another one of my dislikes, which was the masks because that seemed to go with the masks about how the masks hide his who he is and whatever. And it was kind of like, in a way, it's kind of like Batman, where they yeah. start talking about who's the mask, Bruce Wayne or Batman, and it's yeah. really kind of like Batman's the real person and Bruce Wayne is the pretend. Yeah. Yeah. pretend and that's kind of what it is. But the problem is he had the masks on when he's killing people. Ham-fisted? Except, no, no, <laughs> but what, I mean, you see it. While he's killing the bully, he takes up the mask yeah. and stands there and takes the time to look him up and down and kind of... Yeah. You know, have a bit of a grin and then goes back to killing him. And it's like, okay, so the fucking who's who is gone because you've done that in. You've yeah. shown that the mask... That was the break You've known that, that he's attacking someone with the mask, taking the mask up. to He does it with his dad too. Yeah, he yeah. takes the mask off, has yeah. a look, then goes back and slashes it. It's I'm like, just quietly you've that... already done it in. That's gone. You've, you've, that's cactus. Sorry, yeah. Rob. That bully dude... Desperately needed to die. Oh, when he, he spat in that just, kid's beanie. He is just an absolute... That is the worst characterization in the entire film. Yeah. But this is Rob Zombie's sympathetic character. motherfucker. I mean, he makes, he makes an offhand comment that his dad's beaten him. Or his dad's going to yeah. gonna smash him or something I like mean, that. For God's it's like, sake. 
Okay, so you've got a little bit of an angle of sympathy there, and you know you can probably get some real mileage out of that. That sometimes that does result in bullying, like. But oh, you just on, have sorry. to go with everyone being a prick. Sorry. Even Michael, he's sympathetic, and the first thing we see him do is kill something. He's killing a rat or whatever um, he's doing. Yeah, the the worst character. Oh, my apologies. The worst character in the entire movie is that fucking prison guard. Oh yeah! Oh, oh my! Started on that one. Yeah, Bo. Well, him and his cousin. That when they go in was there. was it his cousin? Well, whoever it was, him and that other bloke raping that. Yeah. Mental I had patient. real problems watching that. I mean, I don't like rape on screen at the best of times. Well, that's good to hear. Any time. <laughs> I hate this it. This was a awful. And you know what they could have used, Jared, at Escape. Remember that guy put together that kind of comic book version of Michael's escape from the sanitarium mm. and he put it on YouTube and it was sort of like it was animated. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's yep, yep. the way he could have escaped. But no. No, what we'll do is we'll have... We, we've got access to all the mental patients so we'll bring a female in into Michael's room, the six foot ten behemoth who doesn't speak uh, and we'll rape her in front of him. But not only that, it's it's repugnant as a as a plot device. Like I've said before, I hate that as a plot device in a in a movie. So you love Game of Thrones then? Oh yeah, well I I've got again issues with Game of Thrones doing it the way they do. But this is just disgraceful because not only is it just terrible to use that as just a, a an out and out sort of throwaway. minor throwaway plot <clears throat> device, but it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. But also. They had shot a separate escape. Yeah, that was probably better. That's where yeah. he killed Danny Trejo, and yeah, there was there was actually some reasoning. He was being moved, I think, yeah, from yeah. one place to another, and he yeah. escaped in that. It made more sense. But again, it's just an, an example of these two characters that serve to do nothing but let him out have to be the biggest pieces of shit you have ever seen yeah. on film. Yeah, it could I just can't understand it. Danny Trejo like obviously thinks that they had some kind of relationship that's been built up over yeah. time. He goes and he he, he takes a chance and he lets him out he of his handcuffs and, and he kills him. Yeah, that's all you need. It's just could have worked better that way because yeah. you needed to build that relationship better. Yeah. Yeah. there was not this enough building. He like, can't build. Danny Trejo thought there was. Trejo, I've been good to you, Michael. Good to you, Maggie. <laughs> He's look. He can't. He can't build anything. This is the thing. His big argument was Michael will be so much scarier if you know what caused him to do it. He was killing the bully ten minutes in with no backstory other than his parents arguing and his yeah. dad calling him a faggot. Like so, there was no, there's no, no building. There. There's just nothing. It's just he's. It zombie, didn't make it scarier. No zombie likes to likes to take this angle that his his worldview or everyone's a prick or whatever is subversive or whatever. But his characters are just the same. With deplorable character traits. Mm. Yeah. They're not smarter. They're, they're dumber, judging by these two guys. Yeah. And this one's got a similar problem to all of these remakes we've talked about, and that is no real protagonist that we stick to. Yeah, Whose movie is it? It's well, Michael's to start with. And this is the. Then yeah. it becomes Loomis. Then it becomes Laurie. You then it's back to Michael. This is the thing. It should never have been Michael's movie. Yeah. Like what? Like we, like I just said, ten minutes in, he's killing a bully, but you got no character development before that. After that, he goes mute and turns into the boogeyman that kind of John Carpenter. Well, tries to turn into the boogeyman that John Carpenter had him as. So by that point, where's the story gone? Where have we gone? You know where we've gone? We've gone to the exact place that John Carpenter had it 
two minutes in. Yeah. But it's taken an hour. It's taken an hour. And we've got, by the time you've got to this point where you might have worked up some form of, you know, this visual stuff that really did grab me occasionally, Mm. you've screwed it. Mm. You've stomped all over it. Exactly. It's like you've come over to my house and shat in my living room or something, but then put on a movie that I like. <laughs> <laughs> There's still a thing. I don't want to sit in the living room. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> you've already done the job. I'm not sitting down to watch the movie now. Now, there's also one rather large plot hole. When Michael breaks out, how does he know to go to Haddonfield? How does he know where Laurie is? How does he know that she's his sister? Yeah, no idea. No, well, there's no information. Did Was it that he lived in Haddonfield initially? Yeah, I, think I think it was, it was but then why does he end up with Lo- at Laurie's place? Why does he know where she is and who she is? Oh, no, so when he's Does house. Loomis tell him? No, no, he goes back to his old house. Oh, yeah, and they turn up with the and key. And he turns up and then he smells the envelope and he recognises her smell. That was the only thing I could link it to. Oh, him. yeah, okay, Jesus. that's possible, but that's important. No. I wish I hadn't <laughs> known that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure that 17-year-old girl wasn't wearing different, like, perfume to what she did when she was a one-year-old baby. Exactly. But that's the only one. That's the only tenuous link I could find where he's like, oh, that's her, I'm going to yeah. follow this up, so... I thought it, yeah. Once again, couldn't Loomis have told him something yeah. in their last interview? Like that would have been even more no one made else more in the sense. town. Even because yeah, yeah. the only one that knew was the sheriff. The so Loomis you know the accidentally lets it slip or, or yeah. mentions her. Yeah. So this is the thing. In trying to make more sense, he's made less sense. <laughs> Remember the original where everyone's like, "How the hell did Michael drive?" And then there's that throwaway line. Says someone must well, have he couldn't. Him. He couldn't drive, and Loomis said, he "Well, he was doing well a, a very good job of it last night." Like nobody knows. We didn't really need to. It just kind of heightened the mystery of it. I yeah. just because they do. They do say at one point he can't have got there. It's a hundred miles away. Yeah. How did he get from the <laughs> sanitarium to Haddonfield in the first place? He wasn't driving either. Six ten. He's got a long stride. Yeah, if he yeah, says because he turns up at the truck stop. That's the only yeah, other yeah. thing. Oh, he takes the truck. Yeah. Does he take he kills the, truck? the bloke and takes well, the truck, I think. Yeah, you, I think get, the, you get lost in that. See, Can I just bring up another dislike about that one? Because that comes into the cameos. He also talks about how he's dropping a taco. Oh, oh the big fella, yeah. Ken so, Forey. So that's uh, Ken Forey, right? There's, so, there's, two, there's two homages to Terminator in this, by the way. Yeah. There's the one where he finds a guy that's the same size as him and ste- kills him and steals his clothes. Steals his clothes. <laughs> and then there's also the like deplorable person at the sanitarium that gets fucking... You know, ends up letting someone yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed both of those in the yeah, thing. Yeah. We were sort of just talked about that one before, but that's I actually didn't. Ken Forey, man. Yeah, Kenny Forey. So he's the guy. He's, he's the unit. He's, he's the original. The he's, he was the lead in George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Oh yeah. So he is again great casting for a cameo. Even the cameos are fuckwits. He comes in. <laughs> look, honestly, he goes from, in 60 seconds, he's out of there going, Grizzly's back in town, baby, doing all this sort of stuff, having jokes and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Michael knocks on the door and he's cordial. He's saying, look, I've got a taco to drop or whatever. <laughs> I'm warning you, buddy. I'm warning you. And then, bang, 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 he pulls a knife. Yeah, I know. He pulls a fucking knife. Look. You've gone from likeable and cracking jokes to pulling a knife because you've got to hurry up your turd. Like, why, Rob? Why? Yeah. And the same with Udo mm. Kier and Clint Howard. Like, Udo Kier, the, the line is so ridiculous when Loomis says, all you had to do was keep the monkey cla- monkey cage closed until the monkey died. And I love that line. I was yeah. thought, that's even he's given up. He's, even he's just saying the, it's an animal. Lost cause. Like, yeah. Lost cause. You can't do anything. And then Udo Kier says... Oh, if our security wasn't sufficient, Sammy, you should have told us. Yeah. 
Are you telling me that your vetting process that let these two scumbags in that opened the door, you're not taking the blame for this? Yeah. <laughs> Give me a break, Udo. I've even lost. I hate you too. <laughs> well, as he said though, like then Luma says to him, like, yeah, you guys are seriously trying to just pass the buck on this yeah. one? Like, you both dickheads. Yeah, I just I couldn't. Even the cameos that I, I was supposed to love and did for a minute got turned around on me. Mm. Like Ken Forey, I was loving his work, and then he pulls the knife, and I think, why? Why yeah. are you pulling the knife? The bloke's just knocked on the toilet door twice. And he's got muddy point. feet. Maybe he's in an emergency. Yeah. Oh, for he God's needs sake. to drop one quickly. I did kind of like the way they sort of threw down a little bit and Forey held his own for a minute yeah, or so. Yeah, and then Michael just took him out. I love it. Yeah, actually, that bit where he's banging his arm against the thing and the door just, the wall gradually yeah. just gets knocked over yeah. more and more and more. Yeah. And, and it, it was had, clearly two big, fairly well-matched yeah. guys. It had to happen a few times. It wasn't like classic Michael where he would have done that once and someone's arm just snaps it. Jason would have. If it was Jason who ripped his head yeah, off, the head's tucking up his own ass. And <laughs> <laughs> um, the, can you guys tell me is, is there any explanation at any point about why there's only two houses in the whole town that are fucking populated? Because yeah. there's screaming, there's running around the streets, and nothing happens. Yeah. People are yelling for help. That was kind of a problem in the original too. But, but also, but that was that was slightly bit. covered by it was Halloween. Yeah, this one, this one, but someone, yeah, but this one heightened it a bit because, as Gibbo said, things like Danielle Harris when she's in the pool, you, you know, she's screaming and yelling and yeah, it's not like this doesn't sound like a prank. Yeah, yeah. And when she actually, that was one scene I did like though when she's getting, she runs away like her boyfriend gets nailed, and she runs out the front door and and she's screaming and grabs her and drags her, and the door closes and it's just silence. Fuck, so that cool. kind of goes a ways to explain it somewhat, but yeah. again, it's sort of. But know, those kids are running down the street, and 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 like exactly. there's just stuff nonstop. The last thing for me that I didn't particularly like was the finale. Kind of goes on too long. It, it stretches out possibly. I think it's about fifteen minutes long, where she's in the roof and yeah. and, and some the of it. Pool. Yeah, some of it. Some yeah, of it works okay. In like the wall it, cavity. Yeah, yeah, some of it actually works okay, and it's kind of tense as he sort of stalks her, mm. but then. It just continues on, like when he gets the piece of wood and starts smashing the roof. Yeah, and that goes on for about eighty percent too long. And I'm just thinking, we just needed to put a pin in it. Mm. The bit where he grabs her from the bathroom too, yeah. the camera—I don't know why—it just shakes from side to side the whole time. Yeah, and it's kind of like a, a attempt to manufacture some kind of urgency, or I don't know, it just doesn't work. That's yeah. where, that's kind of where I thought maybe you should have just made a couple of quick cuts instead of doing that <laughs> that bit in the roof though it really dragged on because he sticks that wood through the roof probably 20 times you need it maybe 4 times yeah. to get what's actually happening but the other problem too which some of this movie looking back on it and comparing it to other cuts is it kind of has mixtures of all these cuts like Loomis kind of gives himself up to Michael as a sacrifice, kind of like you know, take me. Yeah. And he in in one cut he kills Loomis, yeah. but in another cut he doesn't. You know, like another cut he doesn't. So this has kind of got both of those cuts yeah. shoved together because then Loomis one is then cuts, still alive. One cut's yeah. made redundant because yeah, Loomis is kind of, in the sequence, And I thought so. he was ramming his thumbs into his eyes when yeah, he first yeah, grabs yeah. him, and there's blood going everywhere, and then you see his face and he's fine. Like yeah. he's just got a bit of blood. And this on is his what chin. I mean. I think that. There's all these different versions. There's all this different stuff yeah, done. Yeah, they've kind of patched it together. And they've patched it together. That's yeah. what the director's cut is. It's a patchwork mm. of a work print that we saw very early on. Yeah, because we saw it before yeah. in the cinemas. And then fools. The the th- theatrical cut, which is different. Yeah. 
it's just it just comes across that way like it's it's kind of a bit of a Frankenstein's monster and especially yeah. in the near the end mm. and that's why I think that goes on forever yeah well they do reference Frankenstein a few times do they yeah actually there is one other visual like I, I liked where that where he was watching that movie when he was a kid mm. the and thing. then then she's watching it the, that was um, the thing was Lindsay the yeah thing? I think it's the original oh, see, I thought that was a, I thought that was one of the early Frankenstein movies. No, I think it was think the, thing. the thing. Oh, okay. The original thing, like oh, okay. yeah, the yeah. thing from Outer Space, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Because I believe that's what they're watching in John Carpenter's Halloween, and then John Carpenter obviously remade the thing. Yeah. So it was kind of all. And so she, he watches it when he's a kid mm. on Halloween night before he kills his family. Yeah. And then Lindsay's watching it, the little girl in the dark, and he's yeah. just standing directly behind her, and he's kind of going. And watching yeah. the movie, yeah. As see well. the head turn off. That was that's like a Michael thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. The... Well, that and all I really about... like that. I really like that. Yeah. yeah, that all came from the first, the first Halloween where he stabbed Bob stabbed and then Bob just sort of went. And he pinned him to the door, and then there's a shot of him just tilting his head, like mm. checking out his work. And yeah, um, I had a couple more. Yeah, can, go, I, can I indulge? Can I go? Oh, off? Keep going, the, the girls, the girls. So it seems to me, again, that Rob Zombie thinks, thinks he's doing something totally different by making these girls talk like real teenagers or something or like real people talk, yeah. how we all swear and pretend to make sexual innuendo with bagels and do all that sort of stuff. Like I get, again, there's a bit of that and that is realistic in some parts. But That's Monday morning goes... for me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes too far and he does. The other thing is I think he's kind of... It seems like he's outsmarting himself because these girls are no different to any other girls in any other horror movies, but they are crude. Mm. That's the only difference. They don't do anything necessarily smarter or do any that sort of stuff. As Gibbo mentioned, they, they react a little bit differently, but in terms of their dialogue and stuff, they're no different. They just, they're crude. That's and, the difference. And the only time he kind of gets any semblance of Laurie being a normal teenager is when she's babysitting... Is it Billy? Yeah. Um, Tommy? Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. And you get a sense that, yeah, look, How she could, could be Tommy? playful and all that sort of stuff and she could be nice. Yeah. But those sequences are few and far between and they're maybe a few minutes long if, if they're lucky. Oh, the bit where she's helping her mum put the skeleton back together. Yeah, it's that sort just of stuff. like yeah. he's, he's missed the mark. He's missed the point. We, we have to care about these people. Yeah. And, and we don't care about anybody. As I said, you've already pooped on the couch. Yeah. So I'm, not, I'm, I'm gone. I'm, you, the little the little moments that he does get right are just undone. When it's only a nugget. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to remember, he still shed a big, bloody, a dirty, pebble. great steamer <laughs> on, on the ground. Yeah. Nearby. The, <laughs> I've only got a couple more, so yeah, I'll jump in here while I still I'll can. Oh, this, this one's dumb because of what sort of mood it is but the how many people in trying to escape from this guy run into dead ends that are clearly going to be dead ends the fucking running upstairs thing which I get is a horror movie trope but fuck it's dumb yeah. like oh I'm, I'm in the open street I could just run for as yeah. far as I want no I'm, I'm going to go and knock on this fucking front door because my house is somehow Mate, safe I'm fucking diving through a window I have to get out on the front lawn and I'm off yeah, right? I'm not the quickest man Mate. if you give me a 10 metre head start I'm off down the street Mate, You're not I, gonna I am me. getting down low driving with the short step <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am really stretching out I would be the world's fastest yeah, runner yeah. if this guy was after me yeah, look, there's no I'm, worries about there's that there's no question I'm doing a 2 minute 45 <laughs> kilometre 
you got to keep up. I'm running a 4 4 40, mate. Don't worry about me. I'm yeah. gone. I'll be the fucking. Hey, mate, if you want my scalp. <laughs> if you want my scalp, you better make, break into a run, my friend. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. The, the last little one, when he breaks out and then he goes back to his old house, how is his knife and mask under timber floorboards? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> He's a small child. Speaking of potholes, commits a murder that he then doesn't remember d- happening. Did he get some kind of built the house? I thought he. Yeah, I think he might have buried it under the house. Yeah, but at what point he goes and picks up the baby there, and walks yeah. outside? Yeah, I know, but, but the assumption was this lost in the cuts somewhere? Might have been lost in the cuts. It just seemed weird because I'm like, oh, so he's he's planted something, then he's just ripping up timber floorboards. Yeah. I'm like, when did he yeah. have time to do that? That's a good point. Because he walks into her room, remember, yeah. and you think, oh fuck, is he going to kill the baby? Yeah, and then he just picks her up and carries her outside and sits on the step. Yeah. So... Yeah, it doesn't... It doesn't... Maybe, again, it could have been lost in the cuts. I, for some reason, I remember him going out of the house. Yeah, that's what I... And burying the stuff. But I, I, definitely I don't, don't remember, remember it now. Now yeah, that you bring it, it up, I remember the work watching this time, but I kind of just... Around. Yeah. Uh, that's all i got. Okay. Over to you, Coxie. I've got a couple more. So once we launch into Remake, I always gave Rob Zombie credit for that part of the movie. I thought he did pretty well with it. But when I watch it, it actually just, it does actually just lurch from one recreation of the original to another. Mm. And I never thought it did, but it actually does. It does kind of just, it doesn't put anything new in there. It just kind of There's a lot of similar beats, for sure. Yeah, and my problem with it is that he removes any tension and thinks that the brutal detail makes up for that, mm. and it doesn't. Nah. By that point, you've already done a sin. Michael's not the boogeyman. You you told us that with your backstory. He's a white trash kid. With anger with, issues. With parent issues, yeah. Possible anger. split personality. <laughs> Possible split personality, um, something about masks. Uh, yeah. So that was kind of gone, but the other part that I thought was really good was the background stuff, and I still think that it was in certain scenes. But it was overdone. Yeah, yeah. Because in this there was one... too many times you saw him in the background. In the original, there was that element of, you know he's everywhere because it's happened a couple of times, but you just don't know where it's going to happen. Yeah. In this one, you just know. If there's going to be somewhere that there's a background, that he's Michael's going to be in there. Yeah. And eventually it just becomes too much. Like, he's he follows them down the street a couple of times. And I think sometimes it works that... Rob Zombie's just put it, hasn't focused on it, that you just kind of see a normal shot and Michael's just following them in the background. A couple of times that's like, yeah, that's that's pretty good. He's done something a little bit different. That works, but then it happens every time. Yeah. And you see him in every time there's a background, you see him. And I think he overdoes it and in the process just removes that completely. In, in John Carpenter's, you knew he was everywhere, but you weren't quite sure when he was going to pop out. In this one, you know he's everywhere because he's fucking everywhere, mm. basically. So yeah, th- those two kind of go together in the in the in the remake stuff. He just he stomped all over the tension. Like he'd already ruined the character for me. But the part that I thought was good when I watched it this time around, I realised it's not so good because he just takes away all that tension and the boogeyman aspect. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else there, man? I could. I should. I'm, I'm just going to leave it. I can't. 
I can't continue. <laughs> well, we've still got to discuss them as a whole, so you might yeah. be able to throw it in there then. I, I just realised I might have actually figured out what he, what his condition was as a small child from another movie that you guys might recommend. Paul he was just he was an asshole. <laughs> no, 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 no. Advanced delusionary schizophrenia with involuntary uh, narcissistic rage. rage. Yeah, involuntary narcissistic rage. So basically, he's not. He's, he's not Jim he, He's Hank. <laughs> Hey, ringworm. Oh, man, that would have been awesome. <laughs> now, that would be a tenuous link. That would have been great if you well, had a bus uh, Put it on the end of my shoe and jam it up your pimply ale. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that would have been awesome if they had, a, you know, Loomis is shooting at Michael and he can't hit a moving target. <laughs> <laughs> or he does a, you know, the checkout scene where That's he's... That's kidnapping and assault. <laughs> He'd say his mum needed a rush on aisle five. That's Vagiline. He's baking a loaf of bread. I think it's sourdough. Put a rush on, Put a rush on that. Um, <coughs> Definite. I think you've nailed it. Lucas was wrong. <laughs> Hack. By the way, not a good doctor. No, no. terrible doctor. Better, better, front, um, better front man for a rock man. Yeah. <laughs> 15 years and made negative progress the whole way. Zero progress. Who's, pa- who's paying him, though? Who's paying him? Because he spent all this time with Michael. Yeah, yeah, Michael said, look, I'm one, of the, I'm one of the best doctors in the country. I'm going private. I'll tell, okay. tell you right now, mate, Michael could speak. He was speaking to his, his, his cellmates. He was going, fucking Loomis. That's why I've stopped talking. This silly prick this won't leave me alone. Up. He will not leave me he alone. He keeps busting in with his guitar and saying, what do you think of this one? There's a lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Michael, you're not saying anything. <laughs> Actually, that, that's another bit that I just remembered too where... They leave Michael when his mum's there and she won't talk. And he's like, oh, nurse, come and sit with Michael. I'm like, ha, <laughs> lambs to the slaughter. Yeah, I know. She I comes know. in and she says something mean to him, then turns it oh, back. Yeah. As if oh, mate, grabs a fork. Yeah. Like, as if it oh. needed pointing out, she's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's a nurse in a facility that requires some kind of tact and care. Yeah. But... But also, you're a stupid small boy. Yeah, pick up that fork. But also, what about plastic forks? That's Can we what get I'm on that? <laughs> you think, oh, there's no way he's able to plastic forks. The kids are fork. psychotic with the you know, narcissistic rage yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he needs plastic. I just flashed back anyway. I had to mention that one too. <laughs> All right, well, look. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to discuss the, all three films that we've covered for our 100th episode and decide on uh, which one's the best and which one's the worst. <laughs> Okay, so we've covered the three remakes, the three big horror f- remakes. Now we're going to just go over them and decide on which one's the best, which one's the worst. We're going to break it up into some categories here, okay? We're going to start with which of the three has the best acting. Let's, let's, let's put them in order, one, two, three. 
Jesus. Best like, acting. Oh, this is trouble. This is, <laughs> this is not good. You got to like. Oh. This is a tough one because a couple of them have really good actors. Yeah, <laughs> actors. I was going to say Friday. Uh, sorry, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street has the best actors in it. Yeah, well, it's got not, two. And Halloween also has some yeah. excellent yeah. actors. Yeah. It's not really any good acting anywhere. No. I think I think if I had to if I had to put it down <laughs> If I, only you could see the faces he's pulling. I, I, I think you'd have to say that Friday the thirteenth probably has the best most consistent actors. In terms of we get a, a good performance out of Trent. Well, they nail the brief. And Jason yeah. Jason yeah. is as far as performances as as a serial killer goes. It's pretty good. Yeah. I think the problem with the other two is that it's all pretty pedestrian. The writing. Like they may so. have decent actors, but they're really sort of left high and They're right. hamstrung, yep. I think at the end of the day, for me personally, I think you'd have to say Halloween's probably got the worst actors, the worst acting, mm. because Jackie Earl Haley does a decent performance. And Jesus Christ, we're really splitting hairs now. We are. Yeah. Unfortunately, with acting, we are splitting hairs. Um, and the fact that I'm saying Friday the 13th is the best <laughs> acting in it tells you the acting calibre of these things. Well, I think it comes down to, like, because I, what I sort of said about it, how it's the, it takes itself the least serious out of the three, mm. that yeah. probably helps because they can really, like, Trent is a caricature, yeah. but he nails it. Like you said, <laughs> he, he nails the brief. Jared Padalecki just does the whole, like, oh, I'm a fucking good-looking, you know, wholesome... I'm here yeah. to look tanned and chiseled. Yeah. <laughs> and ride a shit motorbike with yeah. a lap knapsack on. Like, yeah. they all do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. So that makes... Does he have double denim? Or was I just dreaming? No, oh, no. There no. have to be. There's a lot oh, no. of denim. But, but, no, but it's all right when it's two different shades. <laughs> In my wash. case, Jared, it was the same shade. It was an acid wash? I mean, if I, I was one step away from wearing a denim hat. Canadian <laughs> tuxedo. <laughs> Um, okay. I'm going to spring a surprise. I think it's Halloween. What best That's acting? That's the best acting. Best acting. Because... I think so too. Because it's got McDowell. He's good. Even with the shit aspects, he gives a pretty good performance start to finish. Tyler Mayne. Brad I think Tyler Mayne's actually better Tyler than Jason. Mayne, yeah, yeah, Tyler Mayne's performance is solid. Brad DeRiff is good. As much as I hate the movie and there's a lot of assholes in the movie, Brad DeRiff and McDowell together William get Forsyth. some good moments. William Forsyth made me laugh with one line. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think overall, even just, like, you know, the, the cameos, Ken Forey, yeah. Udo Kier, Clint Howard, they all nail it. Yeah, you're probably right. So I think acting-wise, they... I'd probably go it then. As much as I hate I, to say I'd go it, it's probably 13th that. and then yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would probably go the same order. Way to talk it out, guys. Because Nightmare on Elm Street was the one that had, similar to Halloween, had the cast, but they really were given nothing. They were sleepwalking. It, like, Literally. Mc, <laughs> like, they were micro-gapping their way through McDowell, the entire It also had Katie Cassidy in it. Yeah. She dragged her <laughs> down like a fucking anchor. Yeah, exactly. McDowell and DeRiff God, she's pretty, at though. least had a couple. Of, <laughs> they had a couple of good exchanges. A couple of good exchanges. They just had to throw a few fucking shit somewhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, Jesus, good working with you, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. So, that's one for Halloween. Right. Right, Halloween. Halloween comes up yeah. with an early... It's early lead. I hate myself. Probably not a stayer. Writing. Mm. It's guaranteed Halloween's the worst. Yes. Guaranteed. Yep. Yeah. That's the best is Friday the 13th. Yep. Well, Again, that was easy. Nail the brief. Again, yeah, yeah. 
spot on. It just knows right what on. it is more than the other yeah. two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it went with a bit of that humour, which broke up. I mean, Elm Street tried to go super dark and just fluffed everything. Oh, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> you didn't get you didn't yeah, get any yeah. darkness. You didn't get, didn't get a giggle. Had a with Elm Street. Elm Street's like a prop in a rugby league team taking a hit up. But they fucking dropped Chip it and chased on it and kicked it out of bounds. Elm Street's, Elm Street's like the bloke in the Shit Town podcast. Yeah. They say, gee, it's a nice day today. Oh, yeah, but we'll get some fucking raids yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just can't it's handle it. Dour. It's dour. Very dour. Right, well, that was an easy one. That was an easy one. That was Direction. Easy. Now, this one's going to be interesting because I'm not going to lie, I think it's Halloween. I think um, Halloween is the best director of the three. I would have said that before review, but like I said, I think in the, in the second part, even with his good visuals, he drops the ball on creating the tension yeah, and stuff. Yeah, but look at the, the other direction. two, though. The only other one I can think... It, it can only be Halloween or Friday the 13th it's for me. It's definitely Because Friday the 13th is consistent, I guess. It's consistently, yeah. competently directed. It's never, never you never look at it and go... What the bloody hell were they doing here? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. It's consistently down the line. Yep. So maybe it's probably the best directed in from a sense of there's no real visual flair. Like you're not sort of going, bam, you know, they got yeah. some really interesting visuals. They it, did it a couple of times. Consistent's the word because I think Halloween's got higher highs, but it definitely has lower lows yeah, as well. And exactly. he's a lot more self-indulgent yeah, yeah, where he definitely. shouldn't be. So I think, yeah, that would be my reason for... Elm Street's the worst. Right? Halloween. Again, Halloween. Halloween. I still think if Elm you had given, if you had have given Rob Zombie a script written by someone else, he might have pulled that off. Best best director well, of that bunch. But he just he's working on his own stuff and working with no... Seemingly he works with nobody saying, here's a suggestion, Rob. Yeah. And he, I think he, he just gets so caught up in his own stuff that he misses... Look, what the bike gets absolutely flogged. Um, because of these films, but I would love to see what he did with the slasher film down the line. Slasher film written by someone with proper structure in mind and and, and right characterization. I still I want think to see he it. Do a great job. I still want to see it with uh, the guys that did It Follows or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so, that sort exactly. of writing. That'd be because if that you do allow some control would, to someone else, but that kind of shit too would probably fall nicely into his wheelhouse. Oh, what totally. About, what about Sean Cunningham? Could, could Sean like, Cunningham write something for him? Sean Cunningham's happy to <laughs> talk about everybody else's foibles as a writer, but no, just yeah, he's, he not, he's not bulletproof. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna but yeah, what? I'm gonna split. split How about he continues to to find some footing? No, Friday Thirteenth is still the front. I mean, look, I think. Next one's gore and nudity. Friday's got to be topping that. Friday has it. Yeah. But in even, with its, even with its missteps of trying to combine the two. <laughs> Which I don't really want. Yeah, but even, even that, you've got, the, you've got the Annie stuff in Halloween, though, where she's yeah. just laying there in blood with just exactly. the and, out the whole time. It's just um, it's uncomfortable. The first one. Oh, shit. I, I don't know how I forget her name, but the one that's uh, given the zero... Oh, Same um, thing. Yeah, we're seeing her getting thrown around the room in the nude before she gets killed. Like, no, she no just things. got boned though. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. But it is a slasher trope though. Like that. I mean, kill her while she's always... still laying in the bed covered up. You don't have to have her thrown, you know, yeah. thrown around the room in the in the buff. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not going to stop and let her get dressed, is he? Let's, like, let's, let's take oh, it look, away. He might be a gentleman. He was the gentleman slasher. No, he's like, <laughs> oh, sorry, I'll go back outside. Or he could have gone in with that sheet over his head and then just thrown her over and then just throws her around. But you know what? But breaking it down strictly into gore and nudity, which one had the most or whatever, Friday. Easy. Yeah, yeah. I um, think so. I, I think 
Gore, gore is Halloween, but the combo of the two is Friday. Yeah. But Friday's got good sort of interesting gore, as you said, different More weaponry. More variety, yeah. And there's quite a bit of sex and nudity. Yeah. Gratuitous. <laughs> good and bad. Perfect nipple placement. Yeah. Perfect nipple yeah. placement, yeah. The other thing with Halloween that bugged me a bit is fresh wounds with clotted blood already yeah, on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Around there's one them. bit where the... I can't remember which kid it is, but he's... Oh, no, when he's when he's bashing that kid at the start with a stick. Yeah. And he looks down and the kid's got, like, clotted blood already his on his face. His nose is already, like, maroon. And it's black and, and crusted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so that's... What's going on that's there? It's not blood, guys. Yeah. That's yeah. Anyway, that sort of shit just bugs me. Uh, Elm Street's got probably the least of the lot. It's just a pile of shit. It started all right with the with the yeah, with what's he throat, throat and whatever, but uh, it just kind of yeah. falls off. Falls off. There's not a lot of gore. There is no nudity. I don't believe in in Elm Street. No, no. Couldn't convince Katie Cassidy to do that. She's done it in other movies. Trust me. You've looked into. She it. hasn't acted in any. <laughs> no, she's a terrible actress. Okay, now we get to the overall. Okay, the overall. So we're going to rate them one, two, three, and give our scores. Now this one subjective, so we'll all get a chance to give our our three. Mm-hmm. So where do you go? Okay, so quick question: Are we going with rating it as a good movie or rating it yeah. as how a, a, we enjoyed it? Just in, in, against the others. So okay. which one's the best one of the? Oh, three? so like just a one, two, three rating? Yeah, yeah. Are we doing our one, okay. two? Are we doing? But we're also well, doing our out of five stars. as well. So. What's your number one film? Which one was the favourite for you? Uh, okay, if I put them all side by side, the one I actually enjoyed the most to watch was Friday the 13th. And what would that get out of five for you? Three? Uh, maybe, yeah, I don't know, three and a half? No, three. Three's fair. Three's okay. Uh, next would definitely be Halloween. What um, does it get out of five? It'd be probably a two and a half for me. It's probably going to be a lot lower for Jared. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I can see he's still, he's still sweating and bleeding out his eyes. Yeah. And then Nightmare. Nightmare on Elm Street was fucking... So it, it was for me what Halloween was for Jared. Obviously, it just—I've got a lot more attachment to the Freddy thing from when I was uh, younger, and it just didn't do anything. The acting's bad. I was never scared at any point. There's just nothing good about it. It's like a one. I really dislike it. All right. Solid, Jared. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to disagree on Elm Street. It's a one for sure. Same deal. It's just so bland. There's just nothing they got. It seems like they just sort of rolled up on set and punched their cards and yeah. what are we doing oh, let's today? Let's get it over with. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they just, you know, what, what scene have we got today? Let's chuck on um, the original on the DVD. Yeah, okay, we're copying that. Yeah. Right, let's do that. Friday is definitely the best, and it's the three. Yeah. Again, it's not a it's not a classic. It's not a great movie, but it it just knows what it is. Elm Street, I just I get the feeling like like what you said that that the people didn't really care for it too much, and I think that's why you need somebody in the production that <laughs> likes likes the originals and has a sense. I mean, of in mythology. Elm Street's case, you need somebody in the production who likes film. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody who enjoys filmmaking. Yeah. Um, Halloween, although although I have given Halloween a kicking, it's not worse than Elm Street. It's a one. So does that mean you um, hate Elm Street? I hate Elm Street too. Oh, good. Just, <laughs> That's two movies we've got. <laughs> I, think, I think my rationale is that I feel like Elm Street was a missed opportunity, so I don't get as angry as it. I, 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 angry at it. I feel like they stuffed it up. Kind of like Adam said, they were lazy. They they messed it up, and, and, and they just... I never had anything to be excited about, whereas I think Halloween... 
I'm coming from a higher base. Like, I love the original Elm Street, but as I said, I probably like Elm Street as a series more than Halloween, but the original Halloween is the apex for me. Yeah, it is. So there's a, there's a, there's a larger... Slope to ski down to Rob Zombie. <laughs> and he was coming down. He came out to do this buddy. Yeah, the, the ski the jump. Ski, the, <laughs> he's not plowing. Yeah, he's not plowing, mate. He's just flying down that hill. Yeah, he's, yeah, tucked, he's tucked in tight. The he's down, he's got the, <laughs> the poles are up on the fence and he's going. The problem was Samuel Bayer turned up with his fucking toboggan under his arm. Yeah. And I said, mate, this is a slalom. Oh, look. No, he, he was said, on a track tube, mate. I'm going to have a crack anyway and just, you know, decided to jump on his toboggan and fucking roll down the hill. <laughs> Rob Zombie turned up in all the gear. He had the fucking racing helmet on. And he just fell he track, But he missed every gate. That's the problem. Like, he just... The thing about Halloween is So you're that, mad because he tried? Yeah. I, I really am. <laughs> it's, it is, as Adam pointed out earlier, that's the difference for me, is that Elm Street just... It's like they didn't care. So from the get-go, I didn't get all that excited. I, I kind of had... When Jackie or Haley was announced, I was kind of excited, and yeah, we went to the cinema. And, but that was kind of it. Prior to Halloween, I was like, "Yeah, Rob Zombie, okay." I didn't love House of a Thousand Corpses, but I like the visuals. He's got some talent. He loves the films. I know that he's been on the docos. He's done all this. So I was, I was pumped. I was ready to go, and it was just such a fucking letdown. So it's your fault, not his. No, it's definitely <laughs> his because the writing and everything. Like he, he has tried so damn hard. But the writing is fucking atrocious. Like, he's... And I still think... You watch it and you think, what could have been? Whereas Elm Street, I just think, well, fuck, let's just write it off. <laughs> let's just move on to the next one. See, I don't know which one of those is so, worse. So, hey, I, yeah, I, know, like, I don't know which one's worse. So you're going down, what, what are you going? Gun to your head. I'm going Halloween worse. Okay. But it's not far, and I think it is just because... It had further to fall. You were more invested. Yeah. All right. Easy Friday the 13th is the best, and it would get three out of five. Huh. Um, it's it it's not hard to cock it up. Like, remaking a film no. like that, the brief is easy. The original is not a classic, so you're not falling that far if you make a mistake. And I actually think they probably bettered the original. Trent is the new prototype for he, the asshole. He is, he is. He's got, <laughs> but they have a bit of fun. Agreed. They do actually have fun and they find, they, they get everything that a Friday the 13th film should have in it. Mm. The other two are both one star films for me. Well, but, for different, but for different reasons. Halloween, I think they were trying to do something but he just botched it with bad characterizations and bad writing. But I'm more angry at Nightmare. Because you had so much to work with and you come in with this lazy attitude. Yeah, just and no you just, imagination whatsoever. You basically just fart out of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you fart like, out of a movie. On someone's couch. We're, 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 we're like unlimited possibilities here. Freddie can yeah, do anything. What should we do? Dream. What should we do? Fart. <laughs> it's like in, when they made Green Lantern. They're like, oh, this guy can imagine anything he wants and he fucking makes a hammer. What will <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I mean? You've yeah. got so much to work with. And you probably could have got better scripting <laughs> and you didn't bother to take it or you didn't look further. It yeah. just seems like we've done, we've done, uh, Halloween's been done, we, uh, Platinum, Platinum Junes has done Friday the 13th, well, we better get Nightmare out there. Yeah. And nobody gave a shit. But no. gun to my head and I had to watch one of those two, I would watch Halloween. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just could not stand 
Nightmare on Elm Street. No, it's, I thought it was just shit. It's I boring. can't I can't deny anything that you blokes are saying. Look, if, if that, if that gun's got two bullets in it, I'll <laughs> both. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I can't, you are a hundred percent right. Elm Street had so many places it could have gone. And it's just, it just didn't go anywhere. You know what? Like you know what? I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think I'll watch either of those films ever again. <laughs> I won't. No way. I will in five Dude, years. Oh, yeah. In a couple of years, I'll be revisiting. But no, in five years, I'll, I'll stumble across this fucking audio file and go, was Halloween that bad? Surely not. My younger self. Oh, no, damn. no, look. I'm not going I'm, to, I'm, I'm pretty sure I won't. I won't seek them out. I would watch, watch Friday again. the 13th again, though. Yeah, yeah so I would. And I've seen it twice. Yeah. Not reason. Like, I won't watch it soon. The but... only time I watch Halloween again is if, which I've been wont to do occasionally, is to just go through the whole series again. Yeah. Which <sighs> I've done with Friday and Elm Street and... Is there a commentary? Maybe you want to listen to that. Oh, no, I don't. Imagine that. You know, this is you, what I was thinking. You Fuck laugh. you, Rob. You, you made a gag, but I actually clicked on the special features <laughs> and then said... I can't fucking do it. Yeah, <laughs> do it. It turns it off. I can't do any further. <laughs> I couldn't look at a making of. I couldn't do any of that. All right. That's the 100th episode in the bag. Mm. Rob Zombie's going to come on the next episode and Mate, have a chat to us, is he? Me and Gibbo are probably going to be pretty well received by the bloke. I don't you know about you. <laughs> you might have to take the night off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> look, we'd like to thank everybody who's been listening to the podcast. All Having to get through a <laughs> hundred episodes of us bozos <laughs> is a tough slog for anybody. But I mean, I know tough. I've had to edit all this. It's not as tough as Halloween or Elm Street. So it's not as tough as Thank you. Yeah, think yourself right. lucky. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook, Thrill Me Podcast Australia, or on Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for the next film. But until then, thanks again for staying in touch. Keep listening to the podcast, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iInet.net.au.